This is a podcast by The Straits Times. On July 23rd, two men organised the event Protect Singapore Town Hall. At this event, they called for Section 377A of the Penal Code, which criminalises sex between men, to be retained until there are guarantees to protect the traditional definition of marriage and family. This law has been a bone of contention for Singaporeans. Some want it to stay, some want it gone. Others believe that with the repeal of this law, LGBT groups may push for other rights, such as marriage equality. This has also sparked calls for the constitutional protection of marriages. What does it mean and how can it be done? My name is Alyssa Wu and welcome to ST Explains. I have here with me Mr Eugene Tan. He is a constitutional law expert and also the Associate Professor of Law at the Singapore Management University. So Eugene, how would you say marriage is legally defined here? Well, for a legal definition of marriage, we have to turn to the Women's Charter. And in the Women's Charter, marriage is defined as uh, a marital union between a man uh, and a woman, uh, one that is uh, taken voluntarily. Um, and it also, when read with the Interpretation Act, another piece of legislation, uh, it, it is supposed to be monogamous, right? So to the exclusion of all others. This definition only applies to civil marriages. Uh, it, it, Muslim marriages are contracted under uh, Sharia law. Uh, what would be a valid marriage under Sharia law would be slightly different uh, from that in the Women's Charter. What does it mean to constitutionally protect a marriage? When you elevate the legal status of marriage, it would mean that it would be harder for someone to say, um, you know, that the law uh, should also recognise other forms of marriages, for example, uh, same-sex marriage. And so when marriage is defined uh, in the constitution, you know, it is a signal, um, you know, that, that this is the legal understanding of what is a marriage. Uh, and that all laws must then conform with the constitutional definition, um, you know, of uh, what, what is a marriage. And how can that be done? Well, there are several ways, uh, Elisa. I mean, one, you could have a provision in the constitution that defines what is a marriage. You could also have another way of, um, you know, elevating the status, but perhaps, you know, in, 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 in a less direct way. Uh, and that is by the constitution recognising, uh, you know, the definition of marriage, uh, you know, as defined in a piece of ordinary legislation, such as the Women's Charter. You could also elevate the status of marriage through the constitution by having a provision in the constitution that guarantees um, you know, certain rights, privileges, benefits, um, and even responsibilities uh, that come from marriages which are legally valid in Singapore. In all these three different modes, you could also have a situation in which there could be a provision that says that um, you know, notwithstanding the definition or uh, how the rights and privileges and benefits may accrue to Singaporeans, that, that these provisions um, you know, need, should not be seen as being discriminatory, right? Because under the Singapore Constitution, uh, Article 12 you know, provides for equality before the law and equal protection of the law. Now, whether the courts will find uh, these different modes uh, as being sufficient you know, to protect 
uh, marriages in Singapore is something that, that uh, remains to be seen. So is there a constitutional law that, that protects the rights of everyone equally right now? Does yes, yes, exist? yes. Okay. So, so having said that, um, so let's say if heterosexual marriages are constitutionalised, would that automatically actually discriminate other groups of people? And then, if so, if that were to be in a constitution, but then you have another law that says equal rights for all. How is that going to play out? I, I think that, that's an excellent question. Um, so you're right, um, you know, Article 12 of the Singapore Constitution provides for uh, equality before the law and equal protection of the law. So it's often seen as, uh, you know, the provision that protects people against discrimination. But that is perhaps a, a bit of a misnomer simply because laws do discriminate in any case. So for example, if you think about laws that treat men and women differently, uh, adult and child differently, someone with mental capacity and lacking mental capacity differently, citizen and non-citizen differently, right? So, so the laws, every law discriminates in, in that sense, putting it a bit, a, a bit boldly. Um, but the, the question is whether the discrimination is justified, is permissible, is permitted by law. That really is, is the test. So this is where it becomes important um, for Parliament to debate these issues extensively, um, you know, to, to explain why uh, certain provisions relating to marriages are drafted the way that, that they are. The final call ultimately is still for the courts, you know, to, to decide whether the distinction, the recognition and non-recognition of certain marriages, uh, you know, whether that discriminates um, or not. So Eugene, I heard you use the word elevate a lot. Elevating the law, elevating like the concept of heterosexual marriages, right? Uh, from my understanding, already in Singapore, we do not recognise, uh, we do not allow same-sex marriage. Uh, so why is there a need to have this in the constitution? Um, it's an excellent point, Elisa. I, I, I think, um, you know, the laws only recognise heterosexual monogamous marriages in Singapore. And, and so in, in that sense, you know, one could say that no other types of marriages could be legally contracted in Singapore. But the argument for elevating the status or, you know, to use a fairly big term, right, to constitutionalise uh, the definition or status of marriages in Singapore is essentially uh, the view, you know, that we want to put uh, this traditional understanding of marriages, you know, a monogamous heterosexual union on a firmer footing. But putting in the definition of marriages into the constitution also means that all other laws, you know, must conform, um, you know, with the definition, um, you know, of marriages uh, in, in Singapore. And, and so what that means is that it would be difficult for uh, parties, you know, who contract some other types of marriage, right? Let's say they go to a country where they could uh, contract uh, a same-sex union. It would mean that Singapore will not recognise these marriages and, and as a consequence, you know, they, these parties will not be entitled, um, you know, to certain rights, privileges and benefits that arise from legally contract, uh, marriages which are legally contracted in Singapore. So our minister, uh, Mr. Shamungam, he was reported to have said that the government is looking at how to safeguard the current legal position on marriage. What does he mean by that? 
I don't think he is at all suggesting that um, you know the the current conception of marriages, right, a heterosexual monogamous union, is under threat uh, in Singapore. Uh, but I think the government is he he made those remarks in the context of what's going to happen if we do repeal Section three seven seven A of the Penal Code, and because for certain segments of Singapore society, um, you know, they have regarded. Three seven seven A, you know, as a sort of a, a high water mark, um, you know, a, a sort of a flag marker of the values, you know, that that Singapore and Singaporeans hold hold dear. Uh, and so, if you remove that flag marker, uh, you know, then the argument is that it may be necessary to replace, um, you know, that that flag marker. Uh, and and this is where you know the the idea or the argument, you know, for uh, constitutionalizing the status of marriage then uh, comes in. So, in trying to safeguard, um, you know, the status of marriage, you know, I, I think, you know, it is now recognized in ordinary law, the Women's Charter, um, and so the only way to safeguard it even further uh, would probably require, for the definition of marriage, uh, you know, to be given recognition. Uh, in one way or, or another, uh, in the constitution. Now, Eugene, you are you are a professor at a university. Uh, you engage with youths on a very regular basis. How do they view this whole issue? So, I would say that you know, among younger Singaporeans, you know, I, I think they, they too would, would want for society to be less discriminatory. Um, and if there is a concern that three seven seven A, you know, promotes uh, discrimination, and some of them do take that view. Uh, you know, hopefully its repeal, you know, will, will help to remove discrimination. But I think it is important to remember that, you know, repealing the law is not the silver bullet. It is a start, right? But removing discriminatory attitudes really is what each of us want to do, what each of us feel, uh, you know, is the right thing to do, and, and it is how we treat others as well. So I would say that, you know, they are mindful about, you know, how 377A could discriminate, but I think they too are also uh, very convicted, um, you know, that the traditional, or maybe traditional is not the right word, you know, but the, the long-standing uh, understanding of marriage, right, as being a monogamous union between a man and a woman, I think that still uh, is something which many young people uh, in Singapore still uh, regard as, as being important. Uh, you know, for society. But they also recognise, and I think much as many in, in my generation too, you know, recognise that, you know, we can have, have, you know, the traditional or the long-standing conception of marriages, uh, you know, coexisting, you know, with, with, with uh, alternative, uh, you know, sexual identities and, and orientations. Um, and I think that in many ways, you know, is a measure of, of how society, um, you know, has progressed, you know, but, but we still have some way to go, um, you know, and hopefully, you know, whatever accommodation, you know, that, 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 that comes about, you know, through discussions with the different stakeholders, um, you know, will be able, uh, you know, to enable uh, Singaporeans, you know, to, to go beyond uh, what is it that divides us and, and, and to instead dwell on the commonalities that we have. And I think that's a better way to live uh, and thrive. 
Thank you very much, Eugene. Oh, thank you for having me. Hopefully, this video explains a bit more on this topic. If you have any other topics you like explored, do send an email to askst at sph.com.sg. And also remember to subscribe to the Straits Times YouTube channel for more content. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.